0: Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths and the person of Jesus into our everyday life. You can check out whoisgrace.com forward slash mark for the sermon and resources that we're using for our conversation today. Thanks for joining us for season two, second episode of season two. Um, We're here today. uh, There's four of us here. We'll introduce ourselves. Sarah is sick. So she's not with us. Boo. Boo. So Bomber. we had a downgrade for Ugh. a guest, but it's fine. Let's. Uh, I'm Danielle. Um, I've been working at Grace in some capacity since. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip the year. Go ahead. For a long time.
1: <laughs> I'm downgrade, Derek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here we downgrade go. Derek. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> DJ? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been here a while too, 30 years or so, as the as one of the pastors. Good to be here.
2: This is fun. Yeah, it's exciting. Good week. Yeah. I'm Mike. I'm uh, one of the pastors at Grace. have been here for, uh, actually just hit two years uh, a few weeks ago. So that's, yeah. that's exciting. The first Did you get year the is... Ribbon?
3: There's there's usually Do ribbons. I get a ribbon? Yeah. Do oh, I yeah. Something? yeah. Metal.
2: We well, ran out. The first year was wild, and the second year is like, oh, so Easter oh. <laughs> Easter comes every year. Okay. Like I'm ready for it this time. Those
0: holidays, man, they just yeah. keep coming. Did you just again? get
2: saved two years ago as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Easter comes every year. <laughs> it was way more chill before, and now i got to do stuff. <laughs>
3: oh my right. Um, I'm Steven and I've been here for four years.
0: Great. Cool. <laughs>
3: Sorry,
2: that was your really short. <laughs> that was, that's, yours aren't
0: usually short, so I wasn't ready for it. Um, so, how's everyone's, so this will air later, but how's everyone's, uh, how's everyone's Valentine's Day? And also, Mike, if you have any thoughts on Valentine's Day, please feel free
2: to oh, give them. I mean, obviously, Mike the Chrisman. The machine has created this way to just oh take money God. out of my wallet, and I love my wife dearly. So we went to Bar Ronin. Wow. Uh, we actually we had a, a gift card, so that was good, but Oops, Bar Ronin's good, and some topped up with Dairy Queen, but... Does that count, though? Like, if, you, if somebody gave you a gift card, and that you depends take your on your relationship with the gift card? Too. It's the middle ground, so then I'm not complaining about the man trying to take money out of my wallet, because it's a oh. gift card, and...
3: I don't it's even a, know what to say about so this. So she asked somebody to give the gift card so you wouldn't complain on Valentine's Day. So yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah,
1: there's Wait, a way. You to... said Ronin and, and then Dairy Queen. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: That's an interesting together. dichotomy. That's they go <laughs> together. How about you call Dan Curran whole... and ask him? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, right. Dan, if you could pick any dessert <laughs> to follow your meal, <laughs>
1: Peanut you Buster <laughs> Parfait.
0: <laughs> oh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> See. Well, I mean, okay. I'm what a straight
3: Blizzard guy for sure. Are you? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. What Blizzard? Um,
3: I like the peanut, uh, peanut. No, I don't like peanut M and M's at all. I just like the M M&M and M ones. Sorry,
2: I don't M&M. know why I said M and M. Now will you? M&M. So McFlurry versus Blizzard. No. Is there a difference?
0: Oh. They're not even the same.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah,
0: huge difference. Blech. I
3: guess.
1: Little
0: Which
2: note. one
3: are you blowing to?
0: The, the McFlurry. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. it Tastes good, like good. plastic.
3: Because that page. ice cream and M and is different than the other ice cream that you're gonna M&M. eat off
0: of. Let's hook it on the machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I don't know. The whole thing is just like yeah. that
3: was fascinating when it first came out. Sure.
0: I'm like, oh, that's kind
3: of good. That's that's clever.
0: But then you're like, lit- okay,
3: yeah. Hey, Dairy Queen trick. If you don't know,
1: there is a. Oh, geez, I just forgot it. Oh Darn no, it. I had a good trick.
0: I'll talk about my favorite Blizzard.
1: Mine is. <laughs> what is your favorite Blizzard? Butterfinger. Okay. Uh, I mean, whatever. I just, I just remembered. Or Rescap, go ahead. So, there is a Blizzard flavor that's not on the menu oh. that is the best one. Oh. By far. What Which one it? are you going to say? Peanut butter crunch. What's that? It is the little, it's so it's the oh, vanilla gosh. Blizzard with peanut butter in it so it's like peanut butter ice cream-ish okay. kind of thing with those little um, chocolate nub things that they put on the ice cream cakes, the like crunch. The, the, crunch, oh. the crunch and the ice cream cake, oh. cake mixed in. Wow. By far the best blizzard. And if you just say peanut butter crunch blizzard, they all know what that They means.
3: hook you up? They hook you up.
0: Wow, wow, you guys. There you go. See? Just when you think we're not changing lives. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
3: One life Did we time. think that?
2: One blizzard we're not? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. That's Awesome, that's a good tip.
2: There you go. I don't want to be prideful here, but I did work at Dairy Queen. What a
0: way to set
2: something up. I don't want to be prideful. I, I worked at Dairy Queen in uh-huh. high school. Yeah, and I was, and this was legitimately my time. Did you know about butter crunches? Uh, yeah. Okay, I mean, right. it wasn't so like Georgia mud Fudge. There's All kinds what? of like different ones. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> don't ever say that. Cocoa to me again.
2: fudge, pecan brownie pieces. Uh, that's oh, one that of sounds my, good. But okay. it's not on the list. It's there's a wow. whole secret kind of. Oh, in any case, my my legitimate title was cake master.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> and I made cakes cake? with the best of them. Wow. Cake master? And I was the cake master. Okay. Wow. Okay. And you still are. Now, I could. Now that, could, you've, just, okay. now that you've mentioned if it. If I yeah. had what I needed, I could put you in ice cream cake. Listen, oh, man. Next round of business cards cake master Mike Christman pastor cake master cake were you stingy <laughs> with the middle hum- stuff humble cake master the well the best part was when you're making it and then oh no a piece broke off oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> you, you can't put it the in the cake, cake and structure. you don't want to throw it Shit. out yeah yeah so I just cleaned it up wow <laughs> just want to point you
3: out uh, Proverbs 16 18 says oh. uh, pride goeth before destruction so uh, you know humble but cake master but I said master. I
2: wasn't being prideful. right <laughs> so but usually that's a tip <laughs> off it, which does it, does it, that cancels <laughs> out that scripture yeah. okay. okay guys let's oh great
0: Awesome. Yeah. Speaking Speaking of of (laughs) scripture. (laughs) Um, Hey, so we're, we're, so we're chapter five is what we're starting with today. Um, The story of um, Jesus healing the the man with the demon, right? Am I? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So just, yeah, let's start with just like general kind of thoughts. Um, Anything stick out before we go kind of step by step?
3: My first initial thought is just how. Great a job George Lipper did with the animation. <laughs> Probably nobody else noticed because he's not scripturally related at all. But shout out to him. Like if you go go watch the bumper, go watch the bumper. Okay, if you haven't seen the video version of it, go watch the bumper. It's Good really know. cool. And the pose of the demoniac mm-hmm. in the bumper, yeah. George actually posed it and then drew him.
0: Oh, cool. Around himself, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, and, the reason I was anyway, laughing is I thought it. you were going to say what a good job Derek did, and you said George, and I was like, oh uh-huh. my, I don't know, that made me laugh. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was a suck-up moment, but it wasn't. No,
2: not, not. Just shout-out yeah, to George, George.
0: Yeah, George has been awesome with George these. George is the
2: man. I love the, uh, the. Uh, I mean, the nerd in me, like the, the kind of symbolic the, the numerology, the, the symbols of the numbers that you kind of mm-hmm. pulled out uh, with, like, the, the seven and the seven mm-hmm. nations, the mm-hmm. 12 and the 12 tribes, and yeah, it was cool. and with the feeding of the 4,000, just connecting some of that, like, that was... That's some of the cool parts of when you, like, it's great to, like, read a narrative uh, in big chunks, but it's also good to, like, get deep. And that was one of the things where I was, oh, that's cool. It's, man, it's like Jesus yeah. knew what he was doing or something. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And the intentionality of narrative is it's designed so that you see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you at least appreciate the culture, you know, the initial readers, you know, might have caught on, mm-hmm. you know, those. Are, yeah, I love that, too. That's
0: cool. I think sometimes it's easy to, like, the narrative mm-hmm. part of things, it's easy to forget that. Like, it would be just like today watching a really well-written mm-hmm. movie or something, you know, where it's like they're connecting all these dots on purpose creatively. Yeah, it's that's an easy thing to forget when you're, like, you think you're just kind of...
2: Two thousand s- years removed. Yeah, and, right. like,
0: studying, quote-unquote,
2: We've book. got to do a little bit extra work to be able to appreciate sure. the original audience for that... But it's so when you do when you connect it, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And one of those other moments is just this whole the other side.
1: Uh, you yes. know the the um, the idea that when Jesus said, "Hey, let's go to the other side," that that phrase meant something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I think the disciples all knew that's not somewhere where we should go. Yeah, no. And, you know, I even, it, you know, again, some of this is my imagination, but imagining the disciples going across the sea and the storm comes up and they're like, see? Yeah. We, we should not <laughs> we be totally going with the have done other that. side. Our coach oh, yeah. like,
0: It's a sign. It's, it's a, a sign. sign. It's a Turn sign. around it's a sign. sucker Yeah, around. it's not meant to be. <laughs> Jesus, we knew you were wrong. Yeah, it's not meant to be. Would then you
2: listen to us? Then the demon comes out you're right. like, see, see, I knew it. Yeah,
0: oh, just doubling down. We
3: just had a storm. Now we're greeted by this guy.
1: This is just going
0: to get better and better. So it's
1: just like confirming their biases, yeah. And Jesus totally. just keeps trucking right through them all, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I, I really like that part of it.
0: Speaking of the other side, I, yeah, practically, I thought that was a good shout, too, just talking about today's society and just how we kind of, well, not kind of, but we can vilify um, the other side. Um, how, what have you guys seen? How have you seen that play out, either personally or people around you? Any good examples?
2: I, everywhere. Um, Yeah, fair. But I think politics is probably the one that comes to mind the the quickest right now, especially because we're heating up. uh, We're getting. We're yeah. November's coming. So, but like just it's like winter is coming. It's for real. Like brace (laughs) yourself. I mean, uh, everything's another. Everything gets boiled down to this. Everybody's it's black Mm -hmm. or white. It's two camps, and you're either Mm -hmm. you're trash or you're you're on the right side, Mm -hmm. and it's it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. But I, it's the exact same principle mm-hmm. alive and well in our culture today
0: yeah this is super weird i get spices from this one place that i really like and i got an email like confirmation from an order that had like this I, i'm not kidding you it was this manifesto that was just about i won't even say which side or anything but like this political side is evil wrong this is how you need to like Expel these people from your lives who believe this. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. buying from ground pepper. <laughs> <laughs> what Calm was that, down. On your receipt or something? It was, it was like a, a electronic. Wow. And then like the email that came, it was like, here's your receipt, and then it was like this paragraph, and then you clicked. So I was like, I clicked it, and it was like, whoa, just this like yeah. newsletter manifesto about how wrong wow. this one political wow. side is and how horrible they're like tearing our country apart and stuff, and I'm like. I all I wanted was pepper. <laughs> all I wanted was pepper. And like you can do what you want with your business, like whatever, it's fine. But like, it was just such a weird, unexpected. Yeah. So it's gone to spices, guys. The spices have gone.
3: <laughs> Can't even buy spices. <laughs> no, spices are not polarized. Well, we just we just got done watching inventing Anna. Do you remember
0: that? Oh, Anna, yeah. Anna
2: Delvey
3: story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's wild. Oh,
2: um, when she, like, pretended to be rich and yeah. swindled yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. super
3: fascinating mm-hmm. yeah. documentary. But what was very evident, and again, so fill me in as Americans, you know, obviously I'm coming in. I came into the country when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, the political agendas of the <laughs> the British and the Scottish political agendas. <laughs> and I don't ever remember this happening, at least growing up in my culture. But it was just, it struck me how many politically charged comments were were in that docu-series, but more specifically, and again, it doesn't matter where you landed it, but more specifically attack, because Trump was the president at the mm, time, mm-hmm. more specifically attacking this one man. And I just thought like, is that typical of American culture to like, from a media standpoint to attack presidents or like when we moved into this new like COVID era, like, did we graduate? Like, is that is that un, is that not typical? Is that typical?
1: Yeah, I think it's a new thing. It's, it's a new, new thing. Yeah, okay. it's, I mean, in our lifetime, for sure. For sure. You yeah, know, I think it's, it it has never never been like this. Now, I you know, looking back at history, I think there are times when it was extremely polarized. They were doing crazy illegal things to get their side elected, and all yeah. that. this is not a new okay. thing. But I think in the just in the kind of mainstream conversation of normal Americans mm-hmm. that, that to me in our lifetime is a new thing. I mean, I, and I,
0: journalism shifting and journalism. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, just literally taking sides mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's hard to wade through. Are you getting, it, it's, it's all propaganda from one side or the other. Right. Right. You know, depending on which source you go and to try to wade through all of that. I I just think that's a new thing. You know, I think I said in here, you know, there was a time when everybody was getting the same news. Exactly. You know, everybody was watching the same three channels. Everybody Mm -hmm. was reading the same newspapers. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, that's so curated Mm -hmm. that it's just feeding this divide that the news that I see on my feed is different from the news that you Mm -hmm. see on your feed, And it's, it's intended to, Mm -hmm. um, fire us up, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's so interesting, like going back to your original question, like I I was just seeing a a video the other day of, um, I think she was with the Rolling Stone, uh, uh, and a magazine, uh, writer. Yeah. And she said she had made a a comment to, to somebody about, it was about COVID. It was Mm -hmm. during COVID and said something like she, she wasn't, didn't think it was good for kids that we had locked down schools yeah mm -hmm. kept the kids out of schools Mm -hmm. for so long so she just had an opinion about that one very specific issue of like my kid is struggling because not being in school and she said the response that she got from somebody was said i didn't think you loved trump like uh, that was the leap. That's
0: the frustrating like thing. Like she yeah. had an opinion yeah.
1: about one subject and it instantly got mm-hmm. categorized yep. in a mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing I think that is so unique. Unique is that mm-hmm. like, now, yeah. We are all, we all have a hundred opinions about a hundred different Correct. things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and not all of them fit into a neat category, right. but the way people have started to hear that just goes, oh, you're that or you're that. Right. Because you just said that. Yeah. And, um. It's a, it's a weird time. Yeah.
0: It feels just like a battle that Satan is winning. Yeah. Very. Oh, yeah. And I don't want, and I'm not trying to, Yeah.
1: yeah. No. but for
0: real, like to, to be able to like isolate people in their opinions and cut people off from even like hearing each other out. If you can like step back and like clock it when it's happening, you can see it. Like it's very, it, it's a strategy. I mean,
2: Yeah.
0: it's a war strategy. Yeah. Do you is. know what I mean? It's a
2: divide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah it's but the the nice thing not the nice thing but i get the comforting thing maybe to a degree is the fact that ancient israel was uh, this is it's a new thing for us it's not a new thing in human history this was like this exact polarization Mm -hmm. was happening in ancient israel you look at jonah jonah was sent to nineveh he didn't want to go because he knew god was going to save them and they were the other Mm -hmm. they the disciples didn't even want to cross the lake and so but if jesus like we read it in mark and we're like that's ridiculous But then we have about a thousand ways to go like do that exact same thing in our culture today. And if Mm -hmm. Jesus shook that up, we should expect him to shake it up now. And he will, and we're going to get shaken along with it, just like the disciples in the boat, like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, and I think it, it
2: forces us to wrestle
1: with this idea that when, when the Holy Spirit comes to you and puts His arm around your shoulder and says, "Let's go to the other side,"
2: yeah, it's good.
1: You know, we <clears throat> we have to respond to that, yeah. and you know, it's like, are we going to respond like the disciples? Or are we going to you know, because we can read about their failure, um, or are we going to go okay? I'm gonna let let's go and let's see what happens and let's watch God heal somebody that he's not supposed to heal uh, yeah. let's let's watch God you know use somebody that he's not supposed to use or save somebody that I don't think he should save yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that's the challenging call to us and in, in this divided world that we live in right now is to go we have to be the ones going to the other side. We can't just sit here and go, oh, see, yeah, everybody's divided and look how horrible it is when you just categorize people and blah blah blah. it's like, no, no, we our job is not just to narrate that, (laughs) that that reality. (laughs) Our job is to actually go, all right, who are the other for me and what is God calling me to do for
2: them? And maybe, maybe just a disclaimer, going to the other side doesn't mean casting out a demon or healing or like, you know, throwing like the gospel in someone's face. So Emily, my wife is like, uh, she's an artist and she's getting involved in the art scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have had people over to our house Mm -hmm. who are could be considered an other. Like sure. she's gone and taken food too. She's mm-hmm. She's not like throwing Jesus into everything. She's not shying away from it, but nor is she like shoving it in people's face. She's yeah. just, yeah. let's have, come to my house, mm-hmm. let's have lunch. Yeah. Like that can be, that simple act yeah. can be part of going to the other.
0: Yes. Yeah, and when I think of like someone who's a savvy follower, Emily is a person that I think of for mm-hmm. sure. Like someone who can navigate and engage the culture around her for sure. She's great at that um yeah and I guess like another example that we have right now is just this um that Super Bowl commercial that just came out um what is the name of it the... he gets us oh yeah he, he gets us, gets us. Yeah. um even just seeing that it's like a division and then a sub subdivision and a subdivision again mm-hmm. just among Christians instead of like letting it inspire you to do what that was showing mm-hmm. let's just fight about it instead just
2: it's easier it's wild it's weight it's very easy to fight just throw stones and point fingers very easy
0: um okay uh another thing i I wanted to maybe talk about is uh pastor derek you had said something about i'm not gonna get the words right but the inventor of fear being satan um, and how he traffics in fear um yeah, yeah thoughts on that I might be the only that has thoughts on that.
2: (laughs) No, go ahead. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I just, I had never thought before about fear being a divider. Like, I I could see how it could be like a destroyer, like crippling, like in that Mm -hmm. way. But it was just a new way to think about it for me. Um, But it makes sense now that I've thought about it, just like it keeps you at arm's length from something that you should maybe be jumping into or whatever, but... I just thought it was an interesting. I don't know why it just stuck out to me.
1: Yeah, and I think I. I mean, I, I think that. <clears throat> so when you look at, I mean, we're we're talking about some of the divides in our in our country. Yeah. And you look at what takes it from just being. I, I feel like when I was younger, these kind of things were like policy disputes. Mm. You yeah. You know, so like we all agree on the problem. The the solution the left and the right came to different conclusions on what the solution to the problem should Mm be. And now you look at some of these things and it's so loaded with fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just like the fuel of the thing is fear. And so we just go, you know, immigration, the Southern border. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the issue is not like, Hey, we've got like an illegal immigrant immigration problem. Um, Let's figure out ways to solve it. Mm -hmm. It's like one side is like, these are murderers and rapists and every, you know, yeah, every yeah, yeah. person coming across is gonna destroy our country and blow us up and all that. So there's like that, it's just like loaded with fear. Mm-hmm. And the other side, like, if we close the borders, it means we're, you know, right. uh, we're uh, all these isms and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And and misogynist racist and, all and, all yeah, and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And, and so it's like, it, it's just, I feel like it's just loaded with this fear uh, and amplified to a certain, again, you, you look at the abortion debate, mm-hmm. like all of these things, it's like going, oh man, all, all women's rights are being to destroyed get, yeah. and taken away and we're going to be the, the handmaid's tail. And it, like, mm-hmm. it just, every issue it feels like is just lo- instead of going, no, actually there's a thing here that we should probably solve. Yeah. Um, it's just layered and layered and layered with so much fear mm-hmm. that just I feel like amplifies all of the division to a point where it, it becomes hard to even talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And and Satan is the, Satan is the author of all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. One of the words used in Revelation to describe Satan is the word category. He's the categorizer. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. he, he just categorizes us. He files, ranks us, files us, separates us. And he puts us into categories and would love to keep us there uh, because I feel like unity is one of the greatest weapons we have against
3: him. Yeah. I found in the, in the past that a good exercise or um, maybe not a good exercise. A helpful, well, if it's helpful, it might be good, right? But um, a helpful exercise is to just pan what you're actually afraid of. Yeah. Like when those situations come up, I, I think we sell or sew to the fear, mm. and then we just we just hang out there. Just charge it, yeah. Rather than going, okay, what what am I actually afraid of? Let's do some more, and we might not even get it right first, you know, sometimes you have to go to counseling to dig a little bit deeper, but just to pan it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I feel like I'm afraid of X. I feel like I'm afraid of Y. And then take that fear to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sovereign God, I recognize your position, your power, your authority. Here's what I'm afraid of right now. Mm. I don't know what you're gonna do with it, but I'm bringing it to you because that's all I know what to do. I sound like Sarah McCaskill right now, right? Yeah, yeah, you're doing it. There, wow, we, go, there we go. Shout wow, out. Sarah. Finally, um, finally. Okay, Jesus, we need to talk. You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: We love you, Sarah.
3: We do love you yeah. um, and miss you. Um, but yeah. anyway, I just, I found that to be a helpful exercise. That's cool. You know, just, just to write it down, Yeah. write it down and then give it to God. Yeah. And, and allow him to share. I think up. the other
1: positive I'm side sure. of it if we are to put a positive spin yeah. on the fear thing is that it does help us with empathy when we when we come to the other mm. uh, recognizing that maybe on the stuff that we don't agree on
3: mm.
1: th- underneath their opposition mm-hmm. is actually fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we can get to that of like what are what are you actually afraid of mm-hmm. it helps us with being able to empathize and have good conversation mm-hmm. because um, if we know that their strong reaction was actually motivated, not by hate, mm-hmm. but by fear, fear. Yeah. it puts us in a different posture uh, yeah, to be able good. to have good conversations.
3: Oh, what a fascinating exercise that might be. Yeah. Not, yeah. To, not to take the fear just to God, but also to take it to that part. As you enter that conversation, yeah, yeah. I know you believe this. Here's what I'm afraid of. Yes. That's like, even just to super admit vulnerable, it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. like both parties. Yeah, right. what are you afraid of about my views? What am I afraid
2: of about That's your a great, views? That's great. Yeah, like how disarming. That would be yeah, a very interesting the, conversation. The tone. Yeah. Even just to think, yeah, why would they? What fear might be beneath the surface mm-hmm. of that opposition? Mm-hmm. Like it's humanizing. Yeah, it's. The opposite of the dehumanization, I think, that's that's yeah. being peddled, it's humanizing. Yeah, leads to empathy, leads to conversation, leads to being able to actually go across in the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're just thinking automatically, oh, hate, if that's the filter, you're not you're not going to even want to engage with that mm-hmm. person. You're not going to want to have a conversation with them. It is going to keep you separated from them. But yeah, I love that if you can get to the fear, the root.
1: I mean, one part of, of the root. One of this. the exercises I think even for Christians, and it may be a little. I don't know, weird to say this, but for, for Christians, I I think when, when people are not Christians or don't hold to Christian values and when Christians are pushing for, we need Christians running everything. And we need like, to me, one of the exercises I think is helpful to to walk Christians through is to go, okay, that sounds great to you. It sounds very empowering to you or whatever, but to somebody who's not kind of in that frame of mind, like imagine that. um, And again, forgive me but like you know there's this whole idea of like islam and jihad and like this Mm -hmm. running a government through a religion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to imagine being a christian in an in a nation that was full force going we need to get all muslims in office we need to have Mm -hmm. a muslim-run government and like to it's easy for us to think of ourselves in the majority but it it Disarms it when you put yourself in the minority and go, how would I feel Mm -hmm. if I knew that the people in charge Mm -hmm. were radically different in the way that they thought the world should work than me? Mm -hmm. Um, All of a sudden, it feels a little threatening (laughs) for my family and for others to Mm -hmm. go, oh, wow. And so I I think just to go, you know, whether it's LGBTQ people and the, you know, others Mm -hmm. that that are like, don't agree. And they go, what if all the Christians are in charge? What does that mean for me? Um, There's just some underlying fear there that I think is important to acknowledge and recognize again, whether it's true or not. Mm -hmm. It's, it's um, to put yourself in the the minority, I think helps.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: um, to, To think about what are the implications for me if, X, Y, or Z happened.
3: I, and, I would, and I would add to that and say, especially in light of the reality that it feels like Western evangelicalism is just crumbling at the seams. Yeah. yeah. So what flavor are you going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even mean that to be a divisive statement. I think it's just a real statement right now. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like if you are the minority you know for us it would oh, be great if all the christians were in charge but that's not necessarily true no that's not <laughs> correct. At, at this point in the the state of you know
1: our camps if you Because what will. version of christian are we talking about right. correct what are we yeah. Actually yeah. i don't want
3: some of those christians to be in charge <laughs> exactly.
2: You know? exactly. um that
3: and it's a it's a real thought when when you thought. when you
2: think about it it uh, there's validity to some of the fear like there uh, we as the church those of us in like all the different flavors like we've we've done a not done a great job in many Mm -hmm. different ways and so some of that fear is very valid that's Mm -hmm. right and i think and that's kind of what you were saying Stephen. be able to like bridge that and Mm -hmm. be able to kind of have that moment of vulnerability Mm -hmm. to hopefully create the space to have the conversation to be able to be Mm -hmm. honest empathetic but some of the fear that the others that we think is unfounded Mm -hmm. Boy, there's some validity to it. Yeah, because you can just yeah. slap Jesus onto anything and justify
1: yeah. just about anything you do. And yeah. that, that's the world we live in, is everybody thinks Jesus is on their side. And, yeah. and then and then now I can do whatever I mm-hmm. want. That's, that's terrifying for all of us. Yeah,
0: that's for funny. sure. Yeah, yeah, if we can just dial up the empathy, yeah. each one of us, like 10%, so you can get to, like you're saying, Mike, get to a place of conversation. I think that's a huge win with one person. Um, that's that's a good personal goal I'm gonna try to do that.
3: I feel like it's just such a forgotten skill as well like to
0: conversate
3: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, civil like to have discourse. a conversation yeah. and then at the end go, oh we don't agree with each other yeah Let's, okay. let's keep bowling keep you going know, yeah, like, exactly. whatever, yeah you know yeah. like uh-huh. bowling, I, I, don't know where bowling I, I went bowling the other day actually did that's, you that's probably why it's in my mind but um, I'd, I'd like, like to see you in those shoes oh yeah it looks good it looks good <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome it and Danielle doesn't agree look
2: and no. we're still
0: at the same table <laughs> uh, there's respect. To not <laughs> <laughs> to
2: but not I don't know be. about respect
0: <laughs> I respect all of you
2: that yeah, was said with the stain well cause because <laughs> yeah. I, I have, to. have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true, though. That uh-huh. Yes,
0: that's a good point. Um, Okay, let's talk about Legion uh, oh. for a minute. That's my opener
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: for that question.
3: Let's talk <laughs> about Legion for a minute. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I
3: well, know. Where are you going with it? That's it. Yeah.
0: That is where I'm going with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's so open-ended. It's I know. hard to answer. I
0: wanted to see where it goes. I mean, I was... I was I was captivated by the symbolism and even just then going all the way where you said like all these things are showing that they're all afraid of Jesus because like mm-hmm. all these things that you've that you went over and I don't know just a reminder again of even what you talked about in the boat like the disciples were like at the end of it Still afraid because they're like, okay, that was crazy. Who are who is this? Like, who, if that was scary yeah. and he took care of that, what are we dealing with here? You know, in a yeah. awe, awe fear kind of way. Anyway, and I'll, there's there's I'll still just,
2: a couple chapters away from actually like realizing that Jesus is the Son of God, which is insane. But yeah.
1: I'll just, I'll just summarize for those listening and then you guys can comment. But you know, the whole legion thing is, you know, Jesus cast demons out of this guy and they identify, he says, what's your name? And they identify themselves as legion. They say we are legion because we are many. Um, But there was also a legion of Roman soldiers that were stationed. And again, the Roman, the Romans were the enemy, the occupying the other other. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, those, uh, groups of soldiers were also called legions. And so there's this idea that when Jesus cast out the demons, the legions sent him into a herd of pigs. Mm -hmm. Um, it was also this just declaration that he has authority and power over all the forces that are opposing him, Mm -hmm. whether those are human or demonic or spiritual or natural that he, he has power and authority over all.
2: Yeah. And that, then the unit had, like, a boar's head, and, like, a pig's head was the symbol of the, the unit culture, yeah. sent mm-hmm. into the pigs, and the pigs all died, like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, it was just, it was super cool, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm, like, a crazy <laughs> person, but, like, yeah, string on a wall, like, oh, oh, at all their the <laughs> that are all the like, all, How many beautiful mind. How many
3: pig's heads do you have in that wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me it reminds me of of last week as well and the fear that then the disciples had mm-hmm. and it just the phrase that runs through my head right now is like Jesus is the only one that can manage your fear right i mean mm. the fear that exists in this world remains in this world unless it's given to Jesus mm. and it's not like the fear goes away but when the fear is directed towards Jesus he actually does something with it wow um That's and it's good. and it's it's beneficial mm-hmm. when we give our fear to anything else or when mm-hmm. we give into our fear. It's never beneficial outside of actually giving it to Jesus. And mm-hmm. there's this faith that's simmering and growing inside of these guys that continue to not get it over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Um, in a sense, in which that's true in our life as well. Yeah. But, yeah. I do, we see the fear redirecting. But Jesus is the only one that actually does something with that mm-hmm. fear, which I think is important to take knowledge to. And the, the fear
2: is qualitatively different. F- to be fearful of other things is to be scared of to shy away from the fear of the Lord. Not only do we direct it at, at Jesus but it becomes one of like awe like fear of the Lord, awe and respect and mm-hmm. it's not of scared of Jesus and what he's going to do because here he went to the cross and he did everything mm-hmm. for us and so now there's there's awe and respect there. So it's
3: I, I agree with that to an extent but the initial reaction may not necessarily be that. You know, it's like I was terrified of the storm. I'm terrified of this guy. I'm terrified of being at the other side. Mm-hmm. And this guy's managing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I still have the same fear. Yeah, he's
0: getting like more and more powerful before my eyes, Quote, you know. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: but what he's doing with that uh, is actually good. So it's like I still have the same fear. I'm now afraid of this guy. <laughs> but I'm looking at this guy and what he's doing is actually good. Mm. It's actually beneficial, it's actually helpful. So I feel like there's the initial response to that fear may still be the same, like I'm terrified of this guy. Mm-hmm. But his track record continues to prove over and over again that I'll take your fear and I'll actually, you know, I'll do good with it.
2: That's where fear becomes faith. Yeah, when that's you see, where fear okay. then becomes
3: awe and reverence and like, this guy's incre- more powerful than what I've ever seen in my whole life. Mm-hmm. But yet, what he does with that—that's really good—is—is—is is, is for the betterment of of the whole, for the whole world. It's great, great insight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think he, you know, the fact that he meets fear—again, I say this—that—and that, I don't, uh, obviously, I'm I'm in counseling, so I don't disagree. But he doesn't meet their fear with counseling; he meets their fear by demonstrations of his power.
0: Right. right.
1: And and so he's 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 showing them again and again, I'm more powerful than these things yeah. that you're afraid of, and so it then it's it's it connects the dots to going this is why we can have faith in him. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is why we believe in him. Mm-hmm. This is why we follow him. Yeah. This is why we, we trust de- him trust him, mm-hmm. devote our lives to him is because he's more powerful than all the things we're afraid of.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think about it like a father analogy, right? You know, I I want my kids to know that I'm I'm strong and I'm capable and if somebody breaks into my house, I'm going to protect my family like I want them to know that my, like, dad is dad is able to protect yeah. me. Right. Mm-hmm. But dad is never gonna hurt me. Right. And that's like,
0: yeah, it's oh, yeah. you
3: know, I I'm oh. afraid of that situation, but I'm putting my fear in my dad mm-hmm. because I know that what my dad's gonna do with my fears, he's actually gonna protect me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I just I see that's that great. like I see that interplay happening here, just mm-hmm. as the disciple, and that's what faith is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like realizing who this guy is. Mm-hmm. And going, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to choose to trust him. Yeah. I'm going to choose to trust him because I know that he's more powerful yeah. than anything that's thrown at him at this point. In fact, he's walking into situations that are, that seem impossible mm-hmm. yeah. and he's proving himself over and over and over and over again. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think then that trust, you know, I think all of these can be squishy topics, faith and trust. And we talk about these things until we actually get to rubber meets the road stuff like, um, Well, okay, he's proven that he's strong. What does it mean to have faith in him? What does it mean to trust him? Mm -hmm. It means that I trust that he's right about stuff. Yeah,
0: that's clarifying. And
1: and so when he's right about stuff, to trust him in that stuff means that what he says about marriage, I'm going to do. Yeah. Because I trust him yeah. and what he says about sexuality I'm going to do and what he says about parenting I'm mm-hmm. going to do and what he says about how, how to treat the poor I'm going to do mm-hmm. when when he says things about stuff he's right about stuff Yeah, and trust and faith then moves from this ethereal oh you know vibe mm-hmm. to. He's right about stuff, so I'm going to do what he says because I trust him.
2: Yeah, right. And And that's that's fascinating because even in Mark, there's some there's some healings that the disciples witness. That's fun. Who doesn't like a good healing, right? (laughs) Okay, the withered hand is made better, and you know they. So that's good. But then all of a sudden, that fear, I guess, because now they're in a boat in a storm. Yeah. Now they're in a foreign country, and there's this crazy dude inhabited by thousands of demons. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I guess, yeah, yeah, the rubber meets the road moment. There's a there's a slight track record but then all of a sudden all right it's time for this this fear to be placed in the right way and faith to really it's time to really hold on to it so yeah that's fascinating yeah
0: yeah the opposition is rising and they're having to put themselves there with him yeah
2: And I love that
1: Jesus isn't just about the, the big stuff, like that, that, it's little obedience. And so he, he's still not at the place where the disciples are going out and casting out their own demons. Mm -hmm. He's at the place where he's feeding the 5,000 and going, now you guys go around and and pick up the leftovers. Mm -hmm. You, you take these baskets, go around, pick up the leftovers. That's your job. Yeah. I'm doing the miracle. I'm doing the healing. I'm, st- I'm still doing all the stuff, but you—you you start to obey. You start to do these yeah. little things. Yeah, that's good. And um, you know, I think that hopefully that's encouraging to somebody listening. Yeah, that it doesn't have to be yeah. this huge obedience. Yeah. that sometimes Jesus just wants you to take a basket around and and collect oh, yeah. up it's some leftovers. Just, that's get great. in the boat. Oh, yeah, get in the boat. Just yeah. come
2: with me. Right. Just get in the boat. Is, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly, or weather the storm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just hang yeah, on. Yeah, just hey, hang we- on. Weather hang the with storm. Me. Don't yeah. give
1: up. Weather yeah.
3: the storm. It's yeah, like the con- <laughs> it's like Jesus is constantly doing like temperature checks of trust, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's great because <laughs> he, you know, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they're not quite there. yet. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Where are we at, ready? guys? Oh, I still yeah. don't get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like maybe, maybe Jesus' yeah. had his schedule. He's like, oh, we should have been in the boat two weeks ago, but we had to go do this because we were quite quite. I don't know. Obviously, that's extra it. biblical, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're a month late, and you know, we should have been in the Decapolis a while ago, guys. Come on. Oh my
0: gosh! It took a long time for you to pick up those scraps. Now <laughs> I'm still
3: stuck on who doesn't
1: like a good healing. I
2: know. <laughs> who that's a that's good, true. It's a good way to say <laughs> it. it's true.
0: <laughs> that's a t-shirt um i want to fast forward to the end of this story where he asks uh well for two reasons we as you spoke about it's this is surrounding our like our new vision for kind of the next 10 or 11 years um but also i think it's just a it's a good um it's just a good story and it's a good way to set up. Um, I think the most practical thing we can talk about today is helping people tell their story. So, um, I mean, awesome. So when he, when they leave, this demoniac asks if he can go with them and Jesus says, no. And I think on the page, you can be like, what? Mm-hmm. Like take more people with you. <laughs> You're gonna have problems. You need more bodies, you know? Um, but he said no. And then fast forward, what happens when they come back? Want to pick that up?
1: Yeah, sure. So he he, he he doesn't just say no. He says no, and I want you to go back to your friends and family and tell them what God has done for yeah. you. Basically, tell them that he had mercy on you. And so he leaves them, um, not just leaves them, but leaves them to tell his story. Yeah. And when Jesus comes back, you know three, four chapters later, um, into the Decapolis after more ministry, all of a sudden there's the feeding of the 4,000, which tells us that (laughs) the, 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 the temperature, speaking of the temperature, the temperature of that area has turned toward an openness to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now that wasn't there before when they arrived the first time, it was one crazy person. (laughs) Now there's 10,000, including women and children. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and if you, again, extra biblically kind of extrapolate and go, that was what changed. Well, what changed in those four chapters was that one guy told his story. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's this like curiosity at least about Jesus that would, would invite an entire crowd to come to him. And I, it's just a reminder of how important one person telling their story can be mm-hmm. um, for for the work of God in the world.
0: What are some practical steps we could give people? Um, how to kind of start that process of telling your story, getting your story together. What, I mean, it doesn't need to look like some big... Yeah, and I think
3: that's important as well. Yeah. It's, you know, we read these stories. <laughs> yeah. The man was demonically possessed right. by a legion of demons. Right. Must have been a great
2: story. <laughs>
3: well, I don't yeah. have that, you yeah. know. <laughs> Wasn't addicted to heroin, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, All those all those things. I mean, those are big story, and yeah. I feel like, you know, we all grew up in Christianity within the nineties. And I feel like the, that was always the tension, right? When I, yeah. Whenever I was in youth group or, you know, leading something at youth group, who has the best story, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like those kids that grew up in church, right? you know, just sat in the, sat in the crowd Aww. the whole time. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, I don't have a story to tell. I, I think it's just important to recognize that you have to be honest about your struggles I, yeah, I think that's that's what people want to hear. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's there's tremendous power in just seeing and hearing about somebody who professes Christ struggle in their life. Right. Um, because I, I think I think we we try to lead with the, you know, the strong thought, the good word, mm-hmm. the, you know, the right answer. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, sometimes people. That actually puts people off. Yeah. Like let Jesus do that work. Mm-hmm. And why don't why don't we just come to the table with with honesty? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you're a bank teller at Northwest Bank, like, what does it look like? I don't know. Sponsor. Yes, yeah, yeah. shout out. Um, what does it look like for you to, to hop in there and just talk about the, you know, you're with those people in close yeah. environments. What does it look like for you just to be like, hey, man, I've been I've been struggling with anxiety or, you know, I've been feeling depressed for the Mm last, like, you know, and and talk about how Jesus is entering those spaces with you because those are things that people can't deny. I mean, we said it around here, like the most powerful thing that you have is your story. Mm -hmm. And so let's just be honest about it. I feel like sometimes we have to do the work that Jesus is actually better at doing than Mm -hmm. us. So let Jesus do that work. Mm -hmm. And let's just be honest about how, how Jesus is meeting us where we are. And
2: I I think what that is, you're building relational credibility to be able to have the permission to share your story. No one would probably cut you off and be like, I don't want to hear that, but they're going to, yada, yada. If you just come at them and you don't even know them and the first thing you do is just start blabbing about Jesus, like you need permission, you need relational capital. So there are some people with amazing stories that have uh, overcome addictions and like all that, like if you're telling that story to someone who's gone through that, Mm -hmm. there is immediate credibility there. I Yeah. I have the same, you know, if you Mm -hmm. have a big story, there's immediate credibility by just sharing what you've been through. If you don't have a, and I'm using air quotes, (laughs) big story, I think you need to intentionally build some of that relational credibility as you go about or before you go about telling your story. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can have conversations with people, the others, without throwing Jesus down in the first, like have them over for dinner, have a conversation with them. Uh, There's ways to build credibility. Be honest with some of the things you're walking through that very well could relate to what they're walking through. I just think there's... The story is the best way to do it, which is what you were saying. It's not holding the, you know, the flat boards and banging the drums and getting Mm -hmm. all, you know, trying to go approach people at a... There's a time and a place, sure, but when you build that credibility and you have that vulnerability and your story, oh, man, that just... Nine ninety nine 99 times out of 100, that's going to go further in sharing the love of Jesus and anything else.
0: Yeah, and I think we're all saying this. I don't want to say it too strongly, but I want to be clear. Like when we say story, as you were sort of saying, Stephen, for a lot of us who grew up in the church especially, that comes with connotations that we need to kind of pull away. Like when we say tell your story, we don't – we're not – I'm not saying go share the gospel with someone – Mm, that's good. With your story of when you first encountered Jesus when you were 13. That's part of mm-hmm. the very long narrative of your life. Totally valid. Totally part of what you went through. But what I think what we're saying is your story is whatever God is doing in your life in right moment. now. Yeah. Or that is very closely related to whatever that person is mm-hmm. dealing with. It's just how you normally talk to people but then the next level of being able to connect the dots for them of this is how I'm dealing with anxiety. Like, yes, I'm super anxious about this thing, this procedure, this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Here's how I'm trying to like, think about it. Help me think about it. What what would you do? You know, asking questions, but it's very, it's way more like in the moment organic than I think we've made it previously. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And
1: I, I think that, you know, I, I like to say, you know, we need to keep our story current um, because for some people, you know, like you said, you're raised in the church, or I, You know, I accepted Jesus when I was eight. You know, right. th- that doesn't connect to your coworker who's, fit, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, right. when they go, tell me your story. Well, I accepted Jesus when I was eight. Well, that has no like real life connection to that person. So yeah. I think keeping our story current, like you're saying, That's good. and going... You know, here, here's how I'm living this out to, you know, I had this health scare Mm -hmm. and here's how I'm just so, I'm so thankful for my faith because here's how my faith allowed me to walk through that. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, my wife and I got an argument last night Mm -hmm. and it it was, it sucked because Mm -hmm. we haven't been, we didn't, haven't been that mad at each other in a long time, but you know what? Here's what happened. And again, we don't have to put a nice bow on everything either. Like the, you know, there's this happy, you know, magical way that this ended, but, um, But I do think that kind of that current, what people want to know is does a relationship with Jesus make a difference in a human life Mm -hmm. right Right now?
0: Right, Right. That's what they want to know. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, And and that may not look like the four spiritual laws right out (laughs) of the gates. It (laughs) may not, you know, Romans Road Road or whatever. It may just look like you going, here's the difference Jesus is making my life right now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I mean, that doesn't come on the first conversation. Like there's some equity that needs to be built up before that's going to probably shouldn't (laughs) come up. Right. Exactly. But, and for some people that open door will come within two weeks for some people, it'll come within two years, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, you know, if you try to shoehorn Jesus into some conversation, Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, no way. You know, the the big X comes up and goes, I don't want to, you know, that you're freaking me out. I got to get out of here. So, you know, there's a, there's a savvy, there's a spiritual savvy to it as well.
0: And that's why I love with our new values, why we put, Compassionate with storyteller, yeah. savvy with follower, because there's more to it than just like these marching orders that we have. Um, there's just so much nuance and so much freedom to have the nuance. they might be two years, it might be no years, right? It might be never. Right. It might be in ten years when you've never seen them again. They come in count. They come in contact with someone that reminds them of something that yes. you said yep, right. a decade ago. You know, yeah. <clears throat> it's these small steps of obedience, which is our discipleship question anyway. So, we're it's ordinary hero, right? Um, is the theme that's came up um, this week, and that is the discipleship question What is my next small step of obedience? Um, right now, and I think for us and for those listening to this, it's probably who needs to hear my story or who do I need to engage with? Yeah. Um, moving forward in some relational way, um,
1: what's my other side? That's my
0: other side, yeah, right that's good. Um, yeah, but we're at our time. So I would like to do one episode just about story. Sure. We'll do it. All right.
3: <laughs> I like Was that, you, had you, asked, with yeah, was that yeah.
1: you asking yourself and then giving yourself permission?
0: Yeah. And I also told Steven this happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. We weren't involved in that. No, it was
0: just, go hard. to forward slash Mark for resources. And you can also submit a question or let us know how you're feeling about the podcast, etc. Um, next week we'll be keep, we'll be doing more well
2: um, oh, if you have any Scottish terms that you want uh, you want the oh, definition yeah. of, throw that down there Yeah,
0: too. put in the form put in the form. forward slash mark. Okay, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye, Bye-bye. best outro best outro ever.